are we a chance against Brisbane? Yep, they never win at the G. You know what? I think we are a chance no. against Brisbane. No, you said this is about Port as well. Mate, I'm delighted that you attribute such cosmic significance to me and my <laughs> predictions. Well, if I say Hawthorne's going to win, well, of course, we must be losing. <laughs> That's the, that's the well, you lack saying. confidence against and killer when we won. So let's lack confidence this week, Nick. If we can do that for the side, that'll be good. All right, fine. Yes, indeed, it was the finest win of Sam Mitchell's coaching career, and in many ways, the upset of the season. The handball happy Hawks were electric, slicing and dicing Brisbane en route to a 25-point win. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as always is my co-host Tiz. Forget the power of positivity, mate, as per your request. I reined in my expectations on my way to the G. I genuinely thought Brisbane would boot a few goals and cruise to victory, but that was just the cosmic lift that the Hawks needed, mate. What an enjoyable occasion. Very enjoyable afternoon at the G. It was great to be back at the G. It was good to see uh, Gunston out there. That was nice. Yeah, you like his game? I didn't. I didn't mind it. <laughs> and uh, and look, that uh, that is an incredible performance by a, a side that I thought was losing touch at uh, at halftime, and then again the first few minutes of the third quarter, I thought, oh, look out! Mm-hmm. And then they stared at themselves. They when on the attack, they look far more uh, able when they're attacking. Mm. And then we just had a, a standout performance from a lot of the young fellas, built on the efforts of, of Impey and Sicily in the back half. Something has changed with our third quarters, right? Because we'd been calling for it. Like, what is it that's being said at half time? What is the missing piece? Well, it didn't matter if they were being done by, I don't know, say 80-plus points against Port Adelaide. It didn't matter if Brisbane had just booted three in a row in quick succession to really take the wind out of our sails. Both weeks, the team has come out after the main break and just went, nah, stuff it, let's go for it. Yeah, it's it's easy to have a target, isn't it, for the Mm. boys? It's easy to have a target, know what they need to do. I think they redoubled their efforts. I'm pretty sure that Sammy kept exactly the same strategy throughout Mm -hmm. the game. Yeah, same. I think they just got better at implementing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel that there was uh, that moment in the match where we watched McCluggage walk around the boundary line having been injured, and we'll get mm. to that incident later. Uh-huh. But that was a moment for me where I thought, are they going to have the wherewithal to double down their efforts and yeah. keep concentrating here? Or is yeah. it going to be, we've seen in the past, teams lose concentration and lets the other team break back in. And it was a key moment, mm. and Hawthorne just kept going on with it. Yeah, that was my concern too. But as you say, they, they kept the foot down and yeah. it was brilliant to watch. I mean, we were on all day. It really felt like, and I think I tweeted as much at quarter time, that we had our game going and Brisbane were scrambling to stop us, which is not what I thought heading into the game. Well, we were making them look slow. Yes. Their ball movement was, well, they, they tried to react to ours. They didn't want to be 
doing all the work, and we were making them do a lot of work to defend. Mm-hmm. So they slowed down the ball move, and then we started picking it off yeah. and taking it. And there were a couple of times where I thought the cooler heads in our side actually slowed the game down a bit themselves mm-hmm. and just played for position, yep. field position. But, Which, hey, that's that maturity creeping in. That's what we've, what we've been calling for. Yeah, and then we saw some great contests from Cozzy mm-hmm. and Mitch Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Mitch Lewis kicks four and doesn't get a coach's vote. And I'm like, that is a big tick. <laughs> that is a big tick. <laughs> because a year ago, he kicks four. We'll give him a vote. We'll give him yeah, a vote. You know, yeah. Encouragement. Played better than Eric Hipwood, who got one. Gee, yeah. I wonder who gave him that. But to me, it says the expectations on him are that much higher now. Oh, absolutely. Higher than... Yeah. Higher than Eric's, even. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Actually, that you know, it wasn't uh, Eric Hipwood versus Brand kind of bad, but he did play all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought our back line as, as a cohesive unit did pretty well to quell the, the influence of the forwards overall. I mean, Cameron, what did he finish with? About two goals, probably. He didn't have an amazing day, and Danaher did bloody nothing. Yeah, Danaher, I just lament all that talent. Going to waste. Mm. He looks bored and yeah, he does. He's dishonest with the footy. You know yep. how you have honest players. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. definitely dishonest. Mm. Um, we, you know, we held a few of their other players too. Barry and and Bailey have been good against us, and it was just a very structured um, approach to attack as well because they had their best defensive line for mm-hmm. a long time. Yep. And I know there are a couple of youngsters brought into this lineup by Devon, like Devon Robertson, but he was great mm-hmm. until. About half time, and then yeah. sort of fell away. But oh, look, you can't go past Connor McDonald's performance. The man of the moment. This that, is a breakout game. A lot of people were talking about, you know, rising star. Mm. Hated to break it to them. Twenty games in his first year. Yep. We knew he was good. We kept playing him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But has it been a month since he was dropped from the lineup? Oh, something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bit of a kick in the bum, and Conor McDonald absolutely produces his best game to date. And it was a delight to see him picking up options mm. as he chose. 28 touches at 75% disposal efficiency, 444 metres gained, 20 pressure acts, 12 score involvements. Wow. That, that's enormous. Two goals for himself in all that. Led the coaches' votes with nine overall. We had a, a question from one of our subscribers, Jackson. Uh, last few years' top draft picks, including DGB, Ward, and Frenchie, is Connor McDonald the best of the lot? His decision-making is elite, and he has that genuine X-factor we are lacking a little bit. And who do we look at with this first year's pick? Surely some X-factor forward. You didn't think Brocky was X-factor enough? No, I thought he was. I actually really like Brockman in this lineup, and I don't see any reason for him to fall out anytime soon. He's mercurial. He you know, comes in and out of form. I, we lost Bruce, of course, mm-hmm. during this match, which I thought would challenge us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but even our, there, you see McKenzie, just such a dab hand, oh, being a sub. Isn't it great to see McKenzie come on and, and mm. he just gets the ball? Mm-hmm. It's this miraculous talent to be in the right spot. Finish with 12 touches, I think. <laughs> just, it's a tidy bit of business, that, yeah. for, for not much so, game time. So let's just talk about Conor McDonald. Yes. Now, so there was a knock on him for endurance, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why he played a lot of Box Hill, and you know, and then they were chucking him into the midfield of Box Hill and looking at him to win his own ball, and mm-hmm. because he was playing on the outside, he's waiting for the ball. This is that kind of wasn't really in the moment, and he was mm-hmm. thinking too much. Well, that that is the kind of role I want for Conor McDonald. There's not many players that can do this. 
Well, that combination of instinct and class. Yeah, but it's the it's the option taking. He takes mm. the right option more often than not, and it's the unexpected option that actually works. Yeah, which true. is stuff we used to see from Cyril. Mm-hmm. Hodge would do it. Lewis could do it. Even Sammy could do it. Mm. And this is the first time we're seeing it out of one of the young fellas. Yeah, and on a consistent basis. So he uh, he's going to be great fun to watch. Is Jackson on the money? Because uh, he might. He's probably my top pick at the moment from that draft class. Uh, yes. Yeah. He, well, I mean, he's definitely best of his class. I, I just love watching him play. He has a silkiness about him that's just unparalleled with that draft class. I mean, class. there's still a lot of upside to him. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's exciting. 12 score involvements mm. is absolutely enormous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, Duke Newcomb with 11. Is he still <laughs> called Duke? We don't do that that much anymore. Well, he, well, he certainly nukes them. <laughs> and then Dylan Moore found, well, he extended his form line with 10 scoring involvements as well. So so many players to talk about here. Yeah. We, we like In the rundown, we've just listed about a third of the team. It was a very even effort, but nevertheless, we had some standouts. We need to- can we just talk about the feeling for 35,000 being in that stadium? Mm. We had three train lines down, replaced by buses, <laughs> yeah. and even then they wouldn't let us use the car parking lot, yeah. right? Who manages these things? Mm. I do not know, but I'd love to meet them in a dark alley. <laughs> okay. Anyway... We would have got way more than 35000 if that hadn't been the case. Mm. Numerous people were writing to me and going, look, I couldn't even get a bus. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it's just hopeless. But nevertheless, the Nevertheless, noise. the noise, the atmosphere, the... Were you there at that, at that moment? Well, we saw it during the week, and it's probably why I'm making the association. When Buddy Franklin kicked that goal in 2007 against Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You are in the crowd? Yeah, I was in standing room. I almost fainted. And that awakening? Yeah. Oh, that's the only way I can describe it. It's like an awakening. Yeah. Well, there was there was something of that on Saturday. That's a huge call. That's <laughs> how it felt to me because it's it just it, it was I a know new what you generation. Mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Strutting their stuff. The crowd, there and was a unique electricity about it and it is what you're talking about. And it was about. a sound. That yes. came out of us. Yeah. It was this collective recognition of, gee, I reckon we've got something here to build on. It was real excitement. Yeah. It wasn't, yay, we just kicked the goal. Yeah. It was, look at how we're moving the footy. This yes. feels really good. Well, also the recognition. It's always a very special time in the match, especially when you're not expected to win. Yeah. Is when you've got a heavyweight opponent on the ropes and Hawthorne are moving the ball in the way that they do. And you're like, this is just unbelievable. We're looking for the KO here. So in the hours after the match, go out to dinner and, and enjoy the, you know, the revelry of it yes. all. And then I'm thinking about how I felt watching watching this happen. And then the next day I'm like, was it really that good? I'm trying to talk myself down, you know. <laughs> and then I go and look at the stats and I'm like, look at this. Meeky's turned up. Uh, Sicily's massive again, but is, not imperative. You know, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. There's so many players who did their bit, honestly. Will Day, you know, Newcomb with that 
amazing third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, he just set himself the task and went well, for well, it. I'm going to have to tie us down You're to talking gonna, one you? player oh, at a time. Okay, right. Let, let's You bring him up. Let's talk about Jai Newcomb. 28 disposals, 11 score involvements, <laughs> a team high nine inside 50s, five centre clearances, and it's that third term tiz, 12 touches. Yeah. He's a guy that saw what happened at the end of the second quarter. Bang, 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 went Brisbane, and Jai went, nah. Not having that. So 12 touches and, you know, six was the max out of a Lions player that quarter. Yeah, wow. It's literally doubled their efforts. Yeah. And Dunkley had it five times. If they didn't have Dunkley, and got to remember he's a ring-in this year. <laughs> That's right, yeah. They're, they're in a world of pain there. Uh, one of our listeners, Andrew, wonders if Joy Newcomb could be a quiet chance to finish top five in the Brownlow. <laughs> Well, I don't mind it. Who's taking? I mean, Connor Nash is he going to? Take- <laughs> <laughs> can- I I would say he's very eye catching. Newcomb would get the bulk of the votes. Top five, I don't think so, and that's not a knock on on Newcomb or anything like that. It's just I think when you when you talk about eye catching, there are other eye catching players in the league which I think would earn the umpire's attention more than Newcomb when they play us as yep, well. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Brocky up the field, especially early in the game? Because that was exciting to me. That's a that's a new place for him to be. Yeah, exactly. He's got the mercurial factor about him. He's got the running power. I also like... good decision making though. Yes, and good disposal. Yes, I like that he's not simply a one dimensional goal snake. But that's going to be good for him because he can work up the ground, work that's right. back, and lose his opponent. Yes, that's right, and make them look very silly on the end of a chain. <laughs> I mean, he has the touch of the Popolo about him. You know, that's what he could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 293 metres gained for Brock is good. Need to talk about James Sicily. First for the right reasons, 32 touches, 12 marks, 7 rebound 50s, 478 metres gained. However. However. For as awesome as Sicily was, yet again. Yeah, but now I want to mention Brocky again, because he's <laughs> obviously clouded that yeah. whole incident. I actually, That's true. From the, from, the, from the stands, I thought that... Uh, I've just forgotten his name. McCluggage had hit the hip of Brocky. Hmm. But on the replay, you find that that's not the case. Speaking of replays and mm. Brockman, mm. why didn't we get to see the Brocky mark replayed at the ground? Yeah, no, that's true. Massive. Touch of the Cyril about it. <laughs> Wearing the number 33, mind Yeah, you. yeah, no. On was, that wing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of that nostalgic feeling. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention for AJ, I thought that, uh, you know, Hardwick did very well in the Legends mm-hmm. number again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AJ not happy that that's constantly rehashed. He's got a, got a fair point. Friend of the show, AJ, saying that, can we stop referring to Luke Hodge? Hardwick's been at the club We're for a long time. For six years now. Yeah, I think yeah. he owns a number 15 now, and fair enough. You're tiptoeing around it. We have to talk about Sicily. Because it's, for tonight, me, it's a non-issue. Well, because that shouldn't like at no point does he restrict his arms. Mm-hmm. There's also you know you can't count for for Brockman. He's yes. only ever pulled him into his to his own waist from the hips. Mm-hmm. The arms are still out. McCluggage could have protected himself. Then his head hits the turf. Unfortunately, there's no malice. There's no forethought no, in it either. No. And then we had to go through the charade of him not getting on. The uh, the stretcher mobile mm. or whatever it's called, and and then walking around the boundary line. Tell me your response to that. I I understood, you know, that he doesn't want to get on it because he can't come back on. Yeah. But then if he has been knocked out, then he's not come back on anyway. Correct. 
So get on it. Yep. And then for him to wander around the boundary and for the umpires to be waiting for that to happen, did they think something was going to happen if he was outside the I boundary to I have no clue what so, anyone was thinking there. So I, I joined in the... Uh, it only lasted about 12 seconds of, uh, you know, displeasure well, in this, that I uh, expressed through the form of booing. <laughs> During this, and it uh, was not directed at the injured player. It was directed at the authorities in yeah, charge. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not on McCluggage. It's not no, his fault. I reckon. I, I love watching McCluggage. Lap of dishonour. <laughs> Half lap of, was, of dishonour. It was such a stupid thing. Oh, it was occur. very strange. It was very strange. I, I must admit, I did partake in the booing myself. And that would have been a formidable boo, given your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not something I usually engage in, but I just... Do you find yourself just going the lower octave on the crowd, just trying to deepen that sound they create? Yeah, I'm not going to do it into the mics now. <laughs> blow out the levels, mate. <laughs> Got to keep our production values, you know. Yeah, yeah the, the longer, longitudinal wave travels a bit further, <laughs> more likely to reach the ump, that kind of thing. Oh, I just... I, I didn't... I rarely boo. But I just didn't understand it. It would have taken less time to just go across the field. Yeah. What What were they thinking? Yeah. And again, it's not McLuggage's fault. Anyway, as we're recording this, Sicily is going to go to the tribunal tonight. Yep. We're a good couple of hours before he sits for that. And then the appeal will be what? Thursday night? <laughs> yeah. Well, the appeal feels inevitable. They can't let this go. Well, they let... Um... That little prick from Essendon who obviously tried to hurt the bloke. Oh, I don't understand. Merit. How Merit was just cleared off the bat. It doesn't make any sense. Do you reckon it's a possibility that James is cleared off the bat? Nah, no way. I mean, I obviously hope so. But if they're going through the rigmarole of going to the tribunal, you can't just let him walk out of there. Okay. They'll hit him with something. It's a it's crying ridiculous. shame because... Because there's, there's no malice. No, well, it is... The quintessential tackle in a lot of ways. Mm. And we know this well, because... Well, it's the same as the Butler one. I'm, I'm pissed off about the Butler one. Oh, the Butler well. one's silly. Even to some extent for me, the Mansell one is a bit over the top, giving right. three plus weeks for that. Maybe um, but maybe people will disagree with that, but I think that's a bit silly. Um, Sicily was awarded holding the ball. The umpire on the spot <laughs> confirms what we're all thinking, and that is... The angle of McCluggage heads is a problem. Yeah, it... But it, that's not... In Sicily's control. But this is the thing. If you're going to tackle, how much can you reasonably control? And we've seen Lockie Neal, we've seen Lockie Neal, you know, deliberately try to fool the umpire into Mm. thinking it was a dangerous tackle. Yeah. Which I think is abhorrent. And And this is what happens if you create this kind of feedback loop for the players. If they can exaggerate something into looking like a dangerous tackle Mm. or. You know, throwing the head back in years gone by. It's all the same stuff. Dropping the knees to try and mm-hmm. get collected in the head. And some people listening might think to themselves, oh, well, no one would be silly enough to put themselves at risk like that. Yes, they would. You don't yeah. understand. That is the competitive beast yeah, in the head of each player who will do something that reckless to gain a competitive advantage. I guarantee it. Yeah, of course. It will be exploited. Oh, I, I don't think many people would doubt that, any, that most of them are willing to do most things. Now, I want to talk about uh, Jarman Impey and mm-hmm. just how exciting it is that he is back to a, f- a form line where 
you know, all those knee issues are behind him. He is looking terrific. Yeah, question from Jackson again here. I feel like Impey's form over the past month or so has been one of the reasons for our turnaround. He's back to that form he had uh, before he did his ACL. Now, I looked into that. Uh, worth noting that right now he's averaging... Oh, did you actually do the stats? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> averaging 21 touches at an average of uh, 78.8% disposal efficiency. So he's finding a lot of the footy. And he's using it quite well. Also averaging 5.5 marks and 345 metres gained. This is on par in many ways with, I think, his 2021 season, which is post-ACL. Right. So, you know, he's having a career best year. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah, he's just and and Scrimshaw played quite well in a in a side that won. Well, before we get to Scrimshaw, I just want to note that really good time to sign MP. Oh yeah, <laughs> contract extension till the end of 2026. Uh, turned it on this game with 28 touches, 85.7 percent disposal efficiency, 12 marks, five tackles. But as you say, he wasn't the only one performing mm. pretty well in the back line. Uh, so Scrimmer actually posted some of his best pressure points this year. We and he got three tackles. And that's out of the 50 tackles we laid on the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many tackles do you reckon Brisbane did? More oh, or less? Just more or less. Less. 71 tackles. Okay. Shows you how much we had the ball. Yes. Beat okay. him to the contest. Uh, Lauren had a question on Scrimshaw, actually. More of a comment, I suppose. Uh, severely underrated game from Scrimmer. Was told to go back to Box Hill and work on his one-on-one game. He was put to the test on Danaher and Hipwood and held his own 19 touches at 94%. I've missed him. Am I the only one? With Sicily potentially out for a while, he could be crucial. Yeah, crucial to our top eight ambitions. Uh-huh. Is that right? I saw someone did a ladder predictor today. My first question was, how's Geelong made the eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we were sitting snug in seventh. I was like, oh, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? But I don't think it's going to happen, especially not with Sicily out. So what were your feelings from... You are darting all over the place. You've still got that elation about you. You're buzzing. You yeah, can't... but I want to hear about the yeah. buzz that was over your side of the ground. Well, I was actually uh, sitting in front of M10. I thought, well, we'll just sneak in. We'll take a seat. Yeah. I don't want to be far away from my usual mob. But I just thought, no, nah, we'll sit for this match because I reckon we can. And we did. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly as you described before. And, you know, I was elated to see a lot of... Great Mitch Lewis play. Obviously, my man Mitch turning up again, who's become, well, some would say, and not necessarily me, so I'll jump out ahead of that, some would say he's the most important player in the team. Who, who said that? At Hawk Talk Pod, if you think that. Just hit us up. <laughs> look, he's become the go-to target. We look demonstrably better yep. when he's in the side. And he plays like he's the go-to target. He is a colossus up forward. Finished with four goals, one again. Uh, three tackles inside 50. Hawthorne had a total of 16 tackles inside 50. Do you remember, Tiz, the other way? It might have been against Port Adelaide. I don't remember. But we had a week recently where Luke Bruce was, the only, was the only tackle inside 50 for the game. Yep. Now we've had 16. Excellent. So impressive, the now, improvement there. That leads me to the moment I thought we were on. Yeah. And that is Sammy Butler mm. running into the 50 and then doing the sumptuous dribble. The sumptuous, as the AFL website called it, the sumptuous dribble. Which I'm going to have to leaf because that's great. Oh, a that's sumptuous cool. dribble. Yeah. And it was right in front of me. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you're on a roll. I loved it. That was great. Sumptuous dribble. It's, it's uh, Gordon Ramsay's watching the footy apparently. <laughs> 
Just think of the gift. The flavours are there. Sumptuous dribble from Butler. How many times can we squeeze that into the podcast before (laughs) before we're done this evening? Uh, Anyway, the other forward that we need to make note of, Mitch Lewis's partner in crime. We released a t-shirt on Redbubble. (laughs) I'm giving that a plug. One of the worst sellers of all time. I don't see why, because (laughs) they are becoming the double acts that Hawthorne really has needed. What does it say on the t-shirt again? That there are bruiser weights. Bruiser weights. Yeah, because uh, wasn't it Kaczynski that knocked out Lewis? <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so, In training, they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. now no one's allowed to bloody That's uh, right. do anything in the ring Hawthorne anymore. Hawthorne revolutionising the comp <laughs> once again. But, but this is the uh, look, clearly, it's very niche. A very tasteful. It's t-shirt. a very tasteful and very niche t shirt. But it has Lewis and Cozzy. As the tall timber, as the two targets at the Hawthorne Football Club, we saw it on the weekend against Brisbane. <laughs> Jacob Kaczynski, just the six disposals, but three very important and timely goals. A team-high three contested marks. Yeah. That's exactly what we've been hoping for. Cosy is a guy who's... And I'm so wrapped for him because we're beginning to see the confidence come back. And you can see it in real Ooh, it's time. It's a determination too. Yes, absolutely. The physicality is there as well, the willingness to compete, and he's getting reward for effort. It's fantastic to see. So basically everyone gets a pass this week. I thought I thought Blank was good too. Blank was good too. Dylan Moore, we've barely mentioned, 25 touches, 19 pressure acts, 10 score involvements, kicked two goals too, including the sealer. Our rucks were very good. Very happy with that. McInerney, obviously a very good ruckman, but... Some other honourable mentions I want to get to. Carl Amon, I think, just an outstanding recruit. Can't speak highly enough. Josh Weddle keeps on keeping on. Seamus Mitchell returns to the lineup, and he's still as good as gold for such a young guy. Connor Nash is still fantastic. Uh, some team stats for you. Obviously, we're the handball happy hawks. That's the yeah. word that's going around. Yeah. So, is it what's the what's the ratio now? Because uh, we were talking about how Warper was running it at uh, two handballs to every one kick. Mm-hmm. Did he maintain that again? I'm not actually sure. I need to look into that. But 211 handballs to 116 for the Lions. That is a huge disparity there. Yeah. Interestingly, we lost the clearances fairly convincingly. And the free kicks. Well, I'm not surprised about that. Fairly but convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go figure. 47 to 27 clearances. Yeah. We, we lost that pretty bad. But uh, won the inside 50, 62 to 46. That's a good margin there. Yeah, one of the things that I really really loved about the performance is this little stat and this is the real feedback that you need on field Mm. Hawthorne 24 shots with a 63% accuracy Mm -hmm. highest for the year expected score 81 actual score 98 yeah wow that's great Mm -hmm. Brisbane Lions you know they nearly hit their expected expected score but they had 21 shots Mm -hmm. okay so not a very big difference, um, and Hawthorne's pressure was only higher than the Brisbane Lions during the fourth quarter. Wow, okay. We controlled the ball very, very well on the weekend, and that says to me that's a sustainable model of football. Mm-hmm. This is the template. This game, Hawthorne v Brisbane, round 13, exemplifies how Hawthorne want to play. Yeah, this if we're allowed to play that way. Well, that's right. But if we find a way, we can reach our damaging best. And it is so exciting to watch. And the fact that this is the start of it, we're still betting this down, and we're already seeing these signs, is just so good. 
Now, it won't happen every week, will it, Nick? No, no, it won't. We can't play finals or anything. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I, I'm, I'm ruling that out. But uh, no, it's just, it's great to see. We've got some winnable games coming up, which we'll get to that in a second. We had this question from Brendan first. He points out, uh, well, it's not really a question. He says, our best forward, mid and defender were pick 76, mid-season draft and pick 56. Not really a question. Just a note that high picks aren't always everything. No, it's development, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've had our share of development flops, but if you can get a crew around the same age and get them to challenge one another, that's half the... That's half, you know, we have a very good club ethic about getting better with every game. We always hear learnings, which I know is terrible to hear in the press. <laughs> but that's how they work. Mm. And that's we're starting to see... Uh, how Sam Mitchell's sort of goal setting for them is is making them all work together mm. and and work as a team. Even though they have individual, you know, they want to be in the side, they have to keep their spot. But their progress is great as a side, and I love that at the end of the game, this was Dylan Moore on the Sunday Footy Show said, mm. uh, Sammy said, now you've played and had a good win against a good side today with thirty five thousand. Yeah. You'll know how good you are when you win in front of 80,000, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way to congratulate and also make them enthusiastic about a bigger challenge. Yeah, it's the carrot, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you're chasing after. You like this, just wait. Yeah. Work hard and you'll really enjoy it. But it's not... He didn't have to push down their achievement today. No, that's right. But this is He the celebrated that, but yep. he's like... This is even better. Let me tell you about it. Exactly. (laughs) What's the balance that a good coach needs to strike? And it sounds like he's done exactly that. You're talking about development before. Well, we need to talk about the Box Hill Hawks having a stunning win over the Brisbane Lions on their home deck. 16-13-109 defeated 12-18-90. Undefeated no more, the Brisbane Lions. They were ladder leaders. And uh, yeah, Box Hill handed them their first loss of the season. Yeah, okay. So there's one thing that really frustrated me out of this game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one Jed to rule them all. Just... <laughs> what is going on with this man? Oh, boy. I, I, you don't know it yet, but I've underscored this with a bit of Ja Rule. <laughs> I mean, we need to welcome him back in fine fashion, don't we? He slides back into the lineup for the first time since round one, kicks three goals on one of the best sides in the comp. Thank you very much. I mean, where has he been? I've heard he's been playing for Heidelberg. Yeah. Well, but, that's where he's been. But, but why hasn't he been playing for Box Hill? And and where's Ryan? Ryan still hasn't turned up. Brandon Ryan might still be serving a suspension. I'll need to look what into that as do? well. I heard he got three weeks for something. I was, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, Let me research that. There's not a lot. I looked it up. I'm like, where is this on the VFL website? I mm. couldn't find any listings. But Anyway, Jed There's Rule. a lot of blokes putting their hands up to come back into the, to the Hawthorne liner. Oh, you're done, you done talking about Jed Rule. I thought we had more on him. No, well, I mean, it's... It, Three goals <laughs> like it's comes out of the comes out of the ether again, <laughs> looks terrific, and no one goes oh. <laughs> Hawthorne apparently were having a look at him at some stage this year. Yeah, they were contemplating His selecting him. a bit. It has. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a good look, but even better was three goals against such a top side. That was awesome. I mean, Hawthorne, the Box Hill Hawks did this in convincing fashion. Took the ascendancy early in the piece. And then just proceeded to see off every challenge thrown at them. The Lions kept on coming back. Good sides will. Good sides won't lay down. And Brisbane kept on throwing everything they had. And Box Hill just 
kept on swatting those challenges away. Chad Wingard back in the lineup next week. Oh no, we've got a bye. Well, do you want to talk about Chad? Well, First state league game in twelve years. He did actually run out there. Couldn't quite believe my eyes. He, hey, listen, his his demeanour was perfectly fine. Yeah, it was. I agree. Yeah, he, he handled the occasion very well. He could have had three goals. He kicked one goal. He had five inside, fifty-six marks, fourteen disposals. Mm-hmm. Did enough. Yep. Wasn't exceptional. No, it, it was about certainly what... moved better than. Yeah, the average he, he was player. giving more than what he was giving at AFL level. You reckon? Well, as well he should. He was he, getting involved more. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It was more yeah. industrious, for one. He, he he looked a class above at times, but uh, does he get straight back, back into the lineup? It's it's hard to mount a case well, he for He wasn't it. as loud as Harry Morrison. No. <laughs> Harry Morrison was very loud in that, uh, I'm better than this. Yeah, that's what that's Find what he seems a place to be, for me. <laughs> he seems to be saying that he's clearly putting his hand up, saying I'm too good to be kept down here. Very industrious again off halfback, thirty touches and seven marks. Yeah, and as you say, competition for spots is heating up. Josh Ward, second game back from injury, looks to be in terrific form too. Twenty eight touches, six tackles, and a goal. Another guy showing that he's above that level. Ned Long wants a proper crack at it. Well, his body of work is great. Pushing hard as well in the same part of the ground. Twenty three disposals and five tackles. It's it's good. Everything that's happening at Box Hill is pretty good. I like that they once again in the final term just put the contest to bed. They put four goals on the scoreboard very early, and uh, they've done that against other opponents as well. But then again, at the start of the game, you know, Fergus Green, who who we've been speaking about and sort of you know what's happened with him, his confidence has fallen away. Well, he played very well at the start of the game. Okay, well consider his output last week. Three yep. touches for the game yep. and a goal. First quarter, bang, bang, bang. Three. Yep. Finished three with... goals. How many finished with? Five. Five yep. straight. Wow. Yeah. So Brisbane booted the first two, and then Green in the same term kicked three himself. Yeah. So Do you want really to talk about Gunston now. <laughs> Poor Gunston. You see him take the photo with Did... Bruce after yeah. the game. Just the awkward smile. He just didn't want to be. <laughs> Well, it wasn't the best performance of him, but no. they don't make it easy for him. No. We put the ball out in front of him. You know, we did some mm-hmm. nice passages of play for Gunston, but look, um, they're so. They came for him on Sunday. Mm. Like, they're like, just, you know, what, this guy's just taking up room. Mm. And I would have thought that they just need to find a way to use him better. Yeah, probably. Because his skills are still intact. Maybe he's a little bit slower, but. But the point is, in I'll terms still be of, barracking for him in the you know in the grand oh, final. Sure. Oh, absolutely! Finally, they, get that norm. <laughs> exactly. If they make it there, then absolutely, I'm all all the way on Gunston. But the point is, you talk about Gunston maybe holding players out for Brisbane. This Brisbane VFL side, I mean, they weren't undefeated for no reason. It's stacked for talent. They're a very very good team, and this is Box Hill's best win of the season. They were fantastic. We got Gold Coast next. After yeah, the bye yeah, got the bye, then got Gold Coast, got to travel up to Queensland to take on them. I dare say that'll be a double header because that's been uh, that's been played at the same stadium as Hawthorne on the same day. Carrara, that's the demountable stadium they have there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's a good that's a good day coming up Sunday, June twenty fifth. Got a bit of a a really good double header there. Yeah, we go up, get a bit of sun. Well, let's not go too far. <laughs> that's not that far, really. I got stuff on, <laughs> stuff to do. <laughs> Hawthorne has the buy. Do it remote. Anyway. Has the buy. 
Kim wonders, back from the bye, Sicily will be out, who comes in? Oh. We're getting into team selection super early here. You didn't mention DGB. No, I didn't. Liner. No, I didn't. And? Well, you would think that Frost, now given a rest, probably yeah. comes straight back in the side mm. because there's nothing to suggest that it goes any other way mm. and certainly not going Denver's way. I don't understand what's happening with him. He cannot crack the senior side, no matter what, apparently. He will be overlooked by anyone at this stage. And and this is not... I'm not taking away from these guys I'm about to mention, but Weddle keeps on getting a game consistently over him. He's been fantastic. He's earned it. Seamus Mitchell, exactly the same. He's earned it too. Frost gets taken out of the lineup, still not good enough. Scrimshaw gets played ahead of him. It, it's just... What is going on? You're, you're not painting a good picture, Dave. No, no, I'm not painting a good picture because it's not a good picture. Yeah. It's really hard to see what his future is going to be at the Hawthorne Football Club right now. All right, now I want you to ignore the result against the Suns because mm-hmm. we don't do well against the Suns. That's true. But can we go undefeated in July? <laughs> okay, let's look at the fixture. Sunday, 2nd of July. We have Carlton okay, so at the, the G. The week after the Suns, I believe we can beat Carlton. Although I've been warned off this. You've told me to not believe positively. Uh, we're far enough away now. Okay, it's all fun. right. Okay. <laughs> so we're just establishing the rules here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Saturday, July 8th, we've got the Giants mm-hmm. on at their Giants deck. Stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be in Canberra. That was the one they had up in the air for a little while, but mm-hmm. that is in Giants Stadium. Touch and go. Yeah, probably. Yep. Then we have North. At th- Marvel. Yeah, I think that's a bit more touch and go. You know, we won, beat them earlier in the season, but I think, you know, they, they've improved. I think they've improved. Yeah. More than we have improved. No. So you, there, Next, there's a good point. All right. Richmond, Saturday, 22nd of July at the MCG, Richmond Hostess. Maybe we can nick some points there. Oh, come on. <laughs> Such bad taste. <laughs> what a story. I know. Absolutely they, incredible. Oh, God. They've got no sense of theatre, though. Mm. Right? Third quarter, <laughs> just walk out. <laughs> march him off. Frog march him <laughs> out of the stadium. <laughs> Anywho, I guess your question was, can we beat Richmond? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can beat Richmond. And then on the 30th, just sneaking into July. Yeah, I was going to say, how far are you looking ahead? Jeez. We have... St Kilda. Mm. Again at Marvel. But we host this time, which oh, is yes. obviously make all that's the, the advantage. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> that's just about it, mate. I mean, we could keep on retreading this Brisbane win, honestly. Like, it was... That's our best win for the year. That was most enjoyable. Yeah. Didn't Fags look perturbed? Well, you think he didn't like Hawthorne before. Uh, he did come he out. He said and, some lovely things. Uh, yeah, he did. He did. It was quite. He's was, very forthright, folks. Y- yeah. Well, it can be now. Well, yeah. So the, the game's changed a little bit. Well, I mean, we found out that he'd been forthright undercover, mm-hmm. or behind closed doors as well, which mm-hmm. is what sort of progressed the mm. the issues. But um, yeah, I used to stand behind him at, at the VFL yeah. games, you know, and he'd, he'd be talking to some of the other coaches. Mm-hmm. What an education. There you go. The headline from the Hawk Talk Didn't... podcast. Tiz stands behind Chris Fagan. <laughs> yeah, but you'd stand there and he'd just be making mental notes yeah. out loud about each contest. Mm. Very, very instructive. 
I've heard you do that at the MCC as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perhaps a little better. Perhaps a little I. less constructive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I had a good time, though, on the weekend. It, oh, I bet. I didn't, uh, I didn't really hang in on anybody, to be honest. <laughs> from, from either side? From either side. From either side. Fantastic. Yeah, well, I well, don't hang it on Hawthorne players. No, I know you don't. It's all <laughs> good fun. We're, we're, I'm just teasing you. Um, because it wasn't even performance anyway. Although I think I did tell Harris Andrews about how non-competitive he was on a few occasions. He's very hot and cold, Harris Andrews, I find. But yeah, no, I, I thought this is a... defender in the AFL years ago. Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. But across the board, this is a very pleasing performance. And yeah, I, I think we're tracking... Pretty well. We're heading into the bye now, and you got to say that is the perfect note to head into the main break for our season. Definitely, definitely. Now let's talk about Carlton. Oh, really? Yeah. Come okay. on. Let's. You know, we've got a bit of time. Do we? I have to edit this. <laughs> and 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 next week we're doing a show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Patreon subscribers, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So let's just. We've got them coming up. It's sort of relevant. <laughs> So desperate to have a pot shot at them. What is going on? Yeah, I don't know, but it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all you've got to say about them? No, I don't have too much to say about them. They are spiralling. They're circling the drain. I don't don't really understand how they're not getting as much as... uh, You know, they've got a Brownlow medalist. They've got... Two. two really quality goal kickers. I know that it's not. That's not the whole story. You, you How can't... many pick ones do they have? Is it three or is it four? I think they question. pulled one out of GWS as well. Mm. But yeah, it's just. I know that those three players alone isn't going to be enough, but they do have enough around those three players. So let me just put this out there: they play Gold Coast this week. Mm-hmm. Probably a good game to watch. Yeah, I think we, I know where you're going because we have Gold Coast. Mm. But while we're playing Gold Coast, Carlton have the bye. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then we have them after the bye. Yes. Do you think oh. we're going to be meeting a team <laughs> that doesn't have Voss the Boss? It's possible. Do you have something on your laptop there in I've, terms of where, I've where you're... I've just got their fixture. Oh, that's all you've got. Okay, because I read something today about the historical significance of teams that are struggling and their coach under immense pressure... Going up and playing a really shit team and then getting sacked for yep. the performance. Meeting Gold Coast. <laughs> I believe Let me I read. Try and think. Well, oh, um, would it be the bloke who got sacked from Frio? The old. I, I don't remember the names, but I remember the tweet outlined at least three instances in yep. which a team has played Gold Coast and then got the ass. Yeah, they've got the ass the next week. So. Who knows? I mean, mate, I don't want Voss to lose his job right before playing us because it's the, you know, the trend is you get a new coach in, they they win the next week. It's just, they're the, it's so underperforming. I look at their side and I go, gee, they'd look good in a Hawthorne jumper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like a little kiosk. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happening with them, but all I can say is I certainly look forward to playing them. Anyway, after the bye, that's how you look at other teams, isn't it? Oh, we could have them. <laughs> yeah. We do. We've got a big, big treasure chest. Yep, absolutely. We are going to come for some players. We've had an absolute blast bringing you this episode after such a big win. If you love the show, shout it from the mountaintops, or alternatively, you can just head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. We'd really appreciate that. It's always a thrill to see our social channels buzzing after a big win as well. We're on the doorstep of 4,400 followers on Twitter, 
And a big shout out to everyone who's with us over on Facebook. 3,000 followers over there now, so thank you very much for that. We're also on Instagram, where we've just surpassed 1K, so... Basically, what I'm trying to say is get on board if you haven't already. Join this huge community of Hawthorne fans that we have around the show. I really enjoyed that comic you made, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it feels the one like it was due. Barrett in the crosshairs. Jeez, he was quiet when Dylan Moore was on. Mm-hmm. Not a word. Not a peep. And yet, and yet? they addressed his very comments, didn't they? they? Did, yeah. And Dylan Moore was... Mind you, they weren't attributed. No, that, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. It's the elephant in the room. Some all... people have said yeah, you some were taken. People, some people. Gee, I wonder who. They're sitting right there being awfully quiet right now. But Dylan Moore spoke on that, and he was so right in saying that it's so disrespectful from top to bottom yeah. of a football club. So-called experts. Yep. So-called. Them fighting words. Oh, I thought it was fantastic from Moore. I thought he and, handled it. Oh, leader, it a... from leader of the club. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Very measured, but... Powerful comments. And he'd, he'd be a little bit cautious because we know James Sisley said, well, if he was young, he wouldn't want to live in Tassie. Yeah. And they came for him. Yeah, and exactly. that would have an that would have an effect on Moore too in the mm-hmm. way that he handles the media. And I thought he was exemplary. Of course, we need to pay tribute to our proud, passionate and paid up Patreon subscribers as well. The people that help make this show happen week in, week out. Now, as we said, Hawthorne is the buy next week, which means we're prepping our mid-season review podcast. That's going to be exclusive to Patreon subscribers. So there you go. If you want your fix of the Hawk Talk podcast next week, get on board. And if you do subscribe, not only will you get this upcoming episode, but also our entire back catalogue of bonus content. So for all the details, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod and support the show. It was a very enjoyable weekend last week because uh, Geelong didn't have a game. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So that that was what was different. Well, did you notice that only two sides had the bye? Is that right? Yeah. I, mean, I suppose they did, yeah. Geelong was, and Gold Coast. There was a lot of football. How do they work this stuff out? It's very odd. Very, very odd. Anyway, Thursday night, Port Adelaide versus Geelong. No, we're doing this, are we? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll both do it. All we're, right. Port Adelaide on a winning streak, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Are Geelong the team to take them down? Yeah. I think they could. With the with the ins that they've got coming in this week, mm. I think it's, it's possible. They're all rumoured to be in. I read today they were right to go. But anyway, I'll, I'll give them a chance, Geelong. Brisbane versus Sydney on the Friday night. Brisbane get it done. Uh, the Giants versus Frio. Oh. They're a strange mob. Which one? Frio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can't play in the rain. Um, oh, God. I'm going to tip I'm gonna tip Frio. St Kilda. Oh, sorry. I should read the, <laughs> the host first. Richmond mm. versus St Kilda at the G. Uh, Richmond. Ooh. Yep, I think they're finding something. Carlton Gold Coast. In a game you have to watch. (laughs) I've got no excuse. I'm not watching Hawthorne because we don't have a game. So, oh boy. 110 Sunday, perfect. Uh, (laughs) Perfect time slot. Yeah, sorry, Mum. (laughs) Got to watch a game this week. Hawthorne's not playing. Yeah, no, you don't understand. Um, Our key forward for next year is... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tip Gold Coast. So, sorry, was that, that that's here as well? Yes, that is at the G. I'm still going to tip Gold Coast. Can I just say, some of the footage of... The hilarious? Ca- of the, no, it, it goes beyond hilarious because the Carlton players are coming down the race after the loss. Oh, right. That, and that the, the, footage. The, not you, during the game where oh, two blokes watch the ball. Oh, no, that, no, don't get me wrong. <laughs> that is comic genius. <laughs> don't leave. <laughs> One guy goes, well, you're the comic medalist. And the other guy goes, but you're in front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
Uh, no, coming down the race after the loss. Uh, the behaviour of members. Oh, no. Of you fans in general. You can't be doing that. Absolutely ridiculous how aggressive it was. Just That's if, why you have a terrible culture in the first place. Well, yeah. If you're going to behave like that, stay home. Don't go to the footy. Don't be out with other people if you're going to be that much of a dickhead. Um, Carlton, Gold Coast. Yeah, I'm still saying Gold Coast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And North Melbourne versus the Dogs, which you don't need to go into. <laughs> I'm going to say the Dogs. Yeah. Well, mate, we're gearing up for our mid-season podcast. How are you feeling about the season to date? Oh, I'm extremely positive mm-hmm. uh, on the direction. Yep. We've had moments where I mean, we haven't had a key forward for a long time. We've seen... It's, it's interesting. There's a, quite a few blokes that have been left out of the side, and it was their wake-up call. Mm. And they've since come on and been very, very good. Yep. Uh, so I have a lot of faith in the strategy that uh, Sammy's embarking on off-field and and in some ways on-field as well. Um, tactically, during matches, mm. he hasn't really got me, you know, excited for some of that. But um, Yeah, still searching for a, for a plan B here, aren't we? Well, yeah, and also, you know, a key pivotal change. Maybe mm. it's me, I'm not noticing it. But uh, if there's some key pivotal role changes um, within games. Yeah. Well, I think with Hawthorne, it's pretty clear, this understanding of what to expect. Yeah. What's less clear is, on any given day, how well we do it. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw against Brisbane how electric and how damaging it can be when it all just comes together so well. Did any, when you were watching that, did any other side in the league come to mind about how they play? Uh, It reminded me a little bit of... um, Richmond from years ago. And Port Adelaide at all? Yeah, Port Adelaide. Yeah, a bit. Because I was licking my chops thinking, this midfield. Yeah. And we're going to have some great stouches against Port Adelaide in a few years to come. I think so. There, there were some things, now that you mention it, that had some echoes of the week before, of the kind of things that Port were doing to us. Mind you, Port... Did you know, a lot better. Yeah, they did a lot better. But, uh, yeah, but they'd no. observed and they'd learnt <laughs> and they'd seen how they'd been filleted and they were going to do it to others, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mate, we'll leave it there. Very pleasing win indeed against the Brisbane Lions as we head into the bye. Again, we're going to be bringing you guys our uh, mid-season review podcast. Yeah, I'll see you next week with a very, very dry stack of stats. Excellent. <laughs> now, these episodes, they're some of our best. We always <laughs> look forward to these. And it's a chance for us to check in on what we said at the start of the season about this player, that player. What we oh. said about opposition teams at the start of the season. Yeah, I see your face. We're holding each other to account. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you doing? Can we be journalists and just move on? Oh, and just never say we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be the life, wouldn't it? And you get paid to do it. Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so get on board for that. Patreon.com slash Pod. If you want to listen to our mid-season review podcast, we will catch you there. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.